It is February 18th, 2019. Hey, welcome to Paradox of Civility. This is me, Roy Koshi, your host. Um, so on this program, um, we're going to be revisiting the Hate Project episode 23. This one's a little bit less uh, insane. It's a little bit more sober than the previous episodes that you've heard here. Um, but before I talk about that particular episode, I want to talk a little bit about some recent events. So um, I got a comment on the Paradox of Civility YouTube page. Which, by the way, uh, anybody who's listening, uh, you're welcome to go to that YouTube page and uh, comment there and share that uh, link with anybody that you want to. Um, but I got a comment from somebody named Dingo Southern. That's the name of his YouTube channel, Dingo Southern. And his comment said, holy shit, your show is unpopular, like surprisingly unpopular. Now, okay, this guy's fucking dinging me a little bit for uh, my show not being that popular. Um, maybe that's just because I'm ahead of my time. I don't know. Um, or I'm terrible at marketing. I don't know. But anyways, um, I look at Dingo Southern's, uh, YouTube page and, um, he's, you know, prototypical of many people on YouTube. Um, he's got a big Confederate flag on his page. Um, and he's a big old Nazi sympathizer. He has uh, your sort of like far-right neo-Nazi or Nazi-adjacent personalities on his show. Um, and um, here's why I care about this. This motherfucker has over 2,500 uh, subscribers. Um, and I'm not, I'm not even close to that yet. So um, this guy's just peddling hate. Uh, not even hate that's different from anybody else on YouTube who's in that same genre of neo-Nazi uh, streamers and content creators. Neo-Nazi content creators. We're, we're uh, bringing Nazism to the future. In the 21st century, we're making Nazism cool. Um, that's, that's how it sounds, content creators. Um, Neo-Nazi cunts who should not be alive. Okay, I'll phrase it that way. Um... Yeah, I'm, just, I'm calling them content creators because they're on the internet. Like, I wouldn't, like, if I saw a clan, a Ku Klux Klan pamphlet on somebody's car hood or car windshield, I wouldn't sit there and be like, ooh, oh, there's some clan content creators out here. Um, so anyways, these people are just hate peddlers. Uh, and the same that they've always been, they're just doing it electronically. Um, so anyways, why am I bringing this up? Um, this guy has 2,500 subscribers. I don't have that many subscribers. Um, and then, um, I read this story about somebody named Grandpa Lampshade. His real name is actually Daniel Kenneth Jeffries. And he happens to reside in a city close to Fort Worth. It's a city that's about 8,000 people. I'll post an article about it. But uh, he was going by the name Grandpa Lampshade, um, and he was on Gab, and he was somebody who was just openly, openly celebrating how the Nazis um, killed Jews, openly celebrating violence, openly saying that that's the right uh, sort of um, path for white people to save themselves. Um, and, uh, you know, him and his, like, you know, fucking piece of shit, like, spouse 
uh, would post these racist memes, these racist jokes. Um, and this guy has a lot of fans. Um, you know, uh, one of those fans was uh, Robert Bowers, who committed that deadly Pittsburgh synagogue shooting. Um, he was like a big follower on, uh, you know, um, on Gab with Grandpa Lampshade. Grandpa Lampshade also had a podcast on Radio Aryan. Um, and um, this guy had a big following um, within uh, that realm. Um, and here's, okay, obviously they're peddling evil ideas and evil hate. And part of this show is that my show, The Hate Project, um, allowed some of these views to be broadcast. Um, I wasn't signing off on them. Um, but these people, um, they develop fans. Um, you know, this guy had like David Duke come on his show. Um, a lot of other like Andrew Anglin, who uh, runs the Daily Stormer. Um, and so basically, and again, I'll post a link in the description so you can read about this guy. And um, yeah, I, I guess like what's frustrating is these guys find an audience a lot easier than I do. And I'm not peddling Nazi hate. I'm not peddling the genocide of anybody. And these people are also criminals most of the time, too. They most fucking, like, a lot of them have records. You know? Um, and then also this fucking guy, Jeffries, um, close to my hometown of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, fucking pisses me off. What am I doing wrong here that I'm not getting enough follow- It is- Okay, I'll say this. This is probably not the most evil part of these people's existence. Um, their existence is evil. That We'll agree about that. But um, I, I fully admit I'm not great at marketing myself. I'm not great at selling myself. I know that, but it's like these people like who just constantly repeat these old, ancient talking points about Jews and blacks and browns, uh, white genocide and all that stuff. They're not even promoting any new ideas. They get like big followings. They get a lot of fans, and they get, like, the Patreon, and they don't have to fucking work because they, they fucking, like, you know... I mean, this guy, I think, had to still work. But, um, you know, they get a following, and they become celebrities. I understand why. I'm not stupid. They're, become, they're, they're celebrities to people who share their disgusting views. Um, and I guess, like, it's a bit of an ego crush when uh, I'm losing to Nazis with my content that I create. Um, so anyways, folks, if you like this podcast, please uh, get people to subscribe to it, share it with people, um, and subscribe to it yourself if you're streaming this right now. I also know that I'm not an ideologue. I'm not an influencer, really. I'm just literally reporting, um, I'm sharing this previous online radio show that I did back in 2012, 2013, uh, in order to just basically reflect on it, um, in the wake of the current White House administration under Donald Trump that we have. Um, now, obviously, these problems existed well before Trump took office, uh, so you can't blame them all on him and his ghouls. But, um, you know, um, it's just gotten more legitimization uh, because most leaders would at least uh, perform at basically condemning hate. He's encouraging it because it helps him. Um, and, uh, we're currently in the middle of a national emergency where, um, Trump is trying to get funding for his border wall. That's why he declared, declared this a national emergency. 
Um, and um, he's out golfing right now this weekend. Um, probably shitting his depends as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I have nothing to say about this. Like, I have nothing clever to say about Donald Trump really at all because nothing more than anybody else. Um, you know, uh, I, I happen to agree with many writers who've written more eloquently than me about this one. Um, you got to challenge, you got to fight the problems that created a Trump. It's not just about the man himself. Um, though, I mean, honestly, like, um, if that guy choked on Kentucky Fried Chicken, we'd all be better off. Of course. I, of course I'd feel that way. I'm not, you know, not downplaying his evil. So, um, but in this episode of The Hate Project, um, I do actually admit to a caller nearing the end of the show that my numbers are better when these hate mongers, these neo-Nazi sympathizers or Nazi hate group members themselves do call in and stir up trouble. Um, I do get more people involved and um, I do get more ears on the episode. So, um, you know... Um, it does, uh, it does work. It's sort of like online, you know, um, you pick fights online, you get more engagement. Whereas like if you share a creative project, like a film that you've been working on for a long time, nobody gives a shit. Um, so I, I don't know what the point is of what I'm saying right now. Um, you know, Hey, words just come out of my mouth guys. Um, so something else that was referenced in this episode that you're about to hear, um, the caller that I admitted that to is this guy named Patrick Huang. I've talked about him in the previous episodes. Um, he also goes by the name Paul sometimes, so you'll hear me kind of referencing him with both names. Um, he reveals himself, you know, he called up uh, a couple episodes ago, and then like he sent me that email from last week that you may have heard, um, where I allowed uh, basically neo-Nazi Edward McBride and our resident Klansman Dragon to just have the whole show to themselves without any chat. Um, and so, again, you know, he's sort of this guy, this online presence who's like a trolley guy, but um, he reveals himself that he's like an anti-racist, anti-fascist activist who's fighting against a guy named Harold Covington, who I've also referenced on Paradox of Civility, and I posted some articles on previous episodes. Um, and Harold Covington... Uh, is based was based in Montana and um, he's thankfully no longer alive and um, he died uh, last year actually he was 64 years old um, he did not look a day over 68 um, anyways um, he was a white supremacist who dreamt of creating a whites only homeland ethno state in the Pacific Northwest uh, basically, um, sort of influenced by, he worked in Rhodesia, with the, which was a South African nat nation that was uh, like whites only uh, part of South Africa. And um, he was a uh, Nazi his whole life, basically. And he fought, uh, he wrote some novels, some goofy ass novels that I've never read, that I'll probably never read. And... Um, you know, um, he's somebody who celebrated Dylan Roof when he went on that killing spree at the AME Church in South Carolina, killing killing innocent, unarmed black people in the church. Um, and so he's talked about in this episode. And Patrick Wang has been fighting against uh, Harold Covington's group called the Northwest Front. He talks about being a, like sort of accosted, him and his mother being accosted by a couple of members of the North, Northwest Front. 
And uh, this happened in Montana. Um, so that's what Patrick describes uh, on this episode here. So um, just speaking of the Pacific Northwest, I want to start talking a little bit about uh, some recent uh, events. So there's a hate group called the Patriot Prayer. And uh, they're run by this guy named Joey Gibson. I believe he's based out in uh, Washington State somewhere. I think he was running for Senate of, like, running for Senator for Washington State. And um, he constantly goes with his boys. He goes to Portland, and they cause trouble. Uh, they, they always basically uh, get into conflicts, get into fights with counter-protesters. And, uh, but they constantly have rallies because they know that Portland's a liberal city. And, um, you know, basically, like, you know, they see it as their mission to basically force their will onto the good people of Portland. Now, it was revealed that a, um, a Portland police lieutenant uh, was having a chummy relationship with Joey Gibson. Um, his name is Lieutenant Jeff Nia. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, and I don't fucking care because I don't want to respect this fucking cocksucker. Um, he was collaborating often in communication with Joey Gibson about not only making his rallies easier, but he would often alert Joey Gibson about counter-protesters. He would alert him about other demonstrations that were actually even not taking place nearby. Um, so that's a massive problem. It's not good that the Portland police is collaborating with this guy who basically runs a hate group. These people have uh, assaulted folks on the streets. Um, you know, some of them have been arrested, um, but you know, it's like, these are known, not peaceful people. So, um, I guess, uh, Harold Covington, uh, you got people fighting, uh, for his, uh, vision of a whites only homeland of a fascist whites only homeland in the Pacific Northwest. So good on you. Um, I hope that, uh, I hope that as he's underground you always hope for life after death for people like that actually because you hope that like they're going to hell maybe if not going to hell maybe he's just laying there like there's a part of his brain that's still awake and he's just laying underground and a worm's uh just sort of eating his asshole slowly for eternity i don't know i'm not i'm not no dante so um anyways uh i'll post an article about that as well Another uh, reference that Patrick makes on this episode is the Turner Diaries. Uh, this was considered basically a Bible for a lot of people, including Timothy McVeigh. It was written by uh, William Luther Pierce. It's a work of fiction, basically. But um, it's something that has inspired a lot of right-wing violence. Uh, it's inspired a lot of uh, hate groups as well. They kind of see it as like their Bible. Uh, Timothy McVeigh, as I said, Anders Bering Brevik in... Um, in Norway when he went on that uh, shooting spree. Um, and so basically, um, um, it's I'm posting an article about that uh, because that uh, has found its new home online, basically. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere online. It's being spread online by a lot of hate mongers. And uh, the thing about the Turner Diaries is that um, it is hate speech and it violates any of these websites uh, sort of policies about having hate speech on their uh, on their uh, platforms there. So I'll post an article about that well and that as well. And uh, Patrick on this episode talks about that. Uh, what else can I talk about right now? Um, that's about it right now. Um, and uh, Dragon is also on this call as well. You'll hear him. Uh, him and Patrick talk for a little while. 
Uh, and my, I was disconnected from my own show for a second there while they were talking. And there's an interesting conversation there. And Patrick does a good job of challenging Dragon on a lot of his beliefs and his uh, points of view. Point of view, points of view. I don't know. Um, so anyways, uh, this episode is indeed, I'm not airing it uh, uncut. I had to edit around it because there's a lot of technical difficulties, of course. So uh, you're hearing a truncated version of the Hate Project episode 23. Um, as always, uh, if uh, you enjoy the show or you have any questions or any comments or any suggestions, uh, please reach out to me. Um, if you have any uh, ideas for guests, because after I get through like these Hate Project uh, episodes that I'm sharing, I'm going to be going into like getting live guests on the show. So please email me down below at paradoxofcivility at gmail.com. And uh, here's the Hate Project episode 23, original air date, March 4th, 2013. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Um, hey, everybody. Um, uh, welcome to the Hate Project. Um, um, well, I don't know what to say. Um, you know, you guys, um, you know, you guys have been really, uh, you know, I don't know if you've been listening to the show for the last few weeks, um, but I mean, just people have been really, really coming at me, coming at me really hard these last couple of weeks. Um, I've just been getting trolled left and right. Um, oh God. You know, it was it was very hard for me to even even come on tonight. I was gonna just just cancel the show tonight, and um, you know, but I just decided not to because I just I just felt like I should say something. You know, you guys have just been so mean. Like, just been mean. You know, you've been accusing me of things and calling me names, and um. I just, you know, like I'm still a human being, you know, and um, God. you know, I just, um, you know, I'm trying to just do a good show. I'm just trying to do a good show, and you guys over the last few weeks have just been like, um, you've just been, you know, coming at me and, and calling names and, and saying, you know, um, um, you know, you know that I'm a, a closet this or closet that. Just, just trolling me. Trying. It's like, it's like you don't like my. Sh like, it's like you don't. Like, what do you want? Like, you want me to end the show or something? What is it? <laughs> Fuck. I'm just trying to keep it together, man. I'm just trying really hard to keep it together, and. Oh. <sighs> I'm just trying to do a show that's interesting and honest and that people could come and and just listen. And, and I mean just even now, right when the show right when the show began, you're already coming at me and calling me names and I mean like guest number two is asking, is this an act? And uh, is this an act? All I had to say to you is that yeah, it is an act. Ha <laughs> ha Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Hate. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. 
tonight. My name is Warren Buffet. Yes, Warren Buffet. Oh, let me just turn this music off. Oh, oops. Well, as you probably guessed, I am the premier Warren Buffett impersonator. The American businessman, economist Warren Buffett. Here's the twist that I do. I take my act, I do impersonations at Warren Buffett at buffets. So what I do is I explain Warren Buffett's 10 rules for success using buffet food. So what I'll do is, you know, you got your buffet, you're sitting down. I'll just come to your table in my white wig and and, and glasses, and I will explain how you should reinvest your profits using macaroni and cheese. And uh, I will explain to you, you know, how you should actually watch small expenses and limit what you borrow using two-day-old broccoli that you find at the buffet. It's a lot of fun. You know, I, I show you how to assess risks using, uh, you know, fried fish that's also two days old. And, you know, I sometimes, uh, if I feel like it, if you're up for it, I explain, uh, you, know, how, uh, you know, how I founded uh, Berkshire Hathaway using chicken nuggets. Warren Buffet. It's learning about the economy in a really fun and tasty way. <laughs> Well, guys, if you want to catch my act, um, I will be at Luby's, Luby's Buffet in Port Arthur, Texas this weekend, which is the weekend of March 7th through the, what is that? I don't, I don't have a calendar on me. Through the 10th, Thursday through Sunday. And then uh, the next week, I will be at, actually at the uh, Golden Corral in, let's see here. Okay, guys, sorry, I'm just taking my calendar out here. In Bernal, Utah, I'll be at the Golden Corral in Bernal, Utah for the week of March uh, 21st through the 25th. And then uh, the Ponderosa Steakhouse on uh, the weekend in Kissimmee, Florida. It'll be on, uh, you know, the holiday weekend of Easter Sunday, Passover, Good Friday and all that. It'll be a lot of fun. Bring, bring your family for that one. And then the second week of April, I will be at the First Walk Chinese Restaurant in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So come on out and uh, learn something and maybe uh, laugh and eat a little. How about that? <laughs> okay. Well, enough about me. What is this show? What is The Hate Project? Well, The Hate Project is a show that explores hate. It explores the sources and reasons of why people hate. It can explore why people hate each other based on race, gender, sexual orientation, and, um, you know, what are the sources of this? What's the background of it? Why does it happen? But we also allow for people to explore personal hate. There was one show where it was a long-form show where someone discussed how they hated their mother-in-law. It was pretty amazing. No, I mean their stepmother. Sorry, I got that mixed up. Uh, Stepmother. And uh, it was actually a really, really great show. So I recommend, you know, you can call in and talk about anything, really. Um, I just have to put this down here. Um, this show 
is a free speech zone. However, however, uh, there is no threatening language, no threats made to anybody directly or indirectly, and there will be no tactics of intimidation on the show whatsoever. Um, last week, I don't know if you if all listened to the show last week, so evidently McBride was on the show. And somebody said something that he didn't like. This gentleman named Commander McBride. He's part of the NSFM. And somebody said something that he didn't like. And he said something like, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about a bullet. Now, okay, he did not necessarily come out and say, I'm going to get a bullet and put it in the gun and shoot you. But it was an intimidation tactic to put fear in somebody else. We're not going to have that. You do that in the chat or on the phone, you're banned from the show and I will report you. End of discussion. So I hope that's clear to everyone. I hope that we have fun. And uh, people are welcome to call in anonymously. So when you call in, I don't want to know your name. I had to have a sip of water here. I don't want to know uh, where you live. It's meant to be an anonymous dialogue because we want to have an honest dialogue. So when you strip away identity, we can sort of explore the emotions, explore the feelings, and trace the feelings back to their origin a little bit. We've been having some good, good shows exploring that, I think. We here at the Hate Project Studios believe that. Also, uh, people do not have a free reign to just uh, to uh, stay on the show all night. I'm going to keep these conversations maybe relatively short, actually, tonight. Just trying something new. Um, and I am leaving the chat up. You're welcome. Highlight of your week, y'all. Um, but, you know, again, I'm not going to necessarily acknowledge every single thing in the chat. And uh, be respectful. That's all I ask. And uh, some of the people here, I'm, I'm not seeing, I, I don't know some of you guys, but uh, you're welcome to call in anonymously. You don't have to use your computer even. Just call in on the phone if you like. And, um, yeah. Did I explain the show well? Anyone have any questions? Anybody? My chat's frozen up again, so there you go. Okay, caller, you on there? You there, caller? Hey, yo, what's up? Is this the Hay Project? It is. How are you? Is it the Hay Project or the Hat Project? Oh, I. It was the Hat Project, but it just sort of ended up getting twisted. Okay, okay, you see, because because me and my man Tito. We make lots of hats. We sell them at this little boutique. Yeah. And, and, and yo, we make some slamming hats. And I, I just wanted to get the word out about about these hats I make. You know, you know anything. Anything you could think of, we make that. Hold on one second. I'm just going to get this guy off my show. This guy's annoying me now. Um... And I even got, yo, like every baseball hat. I got every football hat. I got all the NBA teams. And my man Tito got the same thing, and he's running his own line of shit. Okay. Cool. So uh, you, your hat business is going well? It's doing okay. I'm trying to get the word out there. You know, on talk show, maybe some of your callers would like a hat. I see there's a guy in here. Maybe I can make him a nice, you know, like a pointed hat sheet, white White pointed hat sheet, yo, so, um, engraving that shit would look badass, mother. Oh, excuse me. That's okay. You can that use that look, on the show. Um, that white so clan. Anybody, hat anyone would who's look, interested in uh, getting like a sort of racist hat, 
or racist cat. I'm your contact. man. I'm your man. I agree with you, Louis. Is that your name? Luis. Luis. Ewing Luis? Luis Ewing, but I change it around a little bit because they say Luis at first. They say, oh, this guy's a beaner. Let's not let him on the show. But, yo, my name is Luis Ewing. I've been around on talk show, but I just got into this hat-making thing, yo. And, oh. and it's so much fun. I got a shop down in Brooklyn, down in Brooklyn Heights, and these white people would pay like $125 for a hat made out of felt, yo. It looks like an elf hat. $125. Cool. So, what, uh, Luis, do you have any perspective on, on uh, you know, hate in general? Like, maybe, like, whether it be cultural hatred, political hatred, hate. personal hatred? Hate. Hate. Let's see. Uh, no right or wrong. I don't like Cocolos. Huh? You know Cocolos? What are Cocolos? That's like, uh, you know, a coconut, a, a, a black guy, Cocolos. I don't like them. They, they yeah. One time, these two Cocolos, they came in my store, and, you know, Tito, he was out back making some of that Cafe Bustelo, and they came in, and they tried to get rough with me. They're saying, we gay, and we got to get out of the neighborhood. And I'm like, yo, we bringing business to the neighborhood. We selling these hats, and... He had to come out, Tito, and, and Tito, he, he big, you know, that's my man. And, right. and, and he got rid of those Cocolos, like, like we never seen them again, bro. Those Cocolos came, and they, I think they was going to try and rip me off or steal some of my hats and sell so, that so, shit. So uh, hang on one second. Um, so Cocolos are, did you say that they're like black people who are white on the inside? What, what, I, no, I Cocolos are just, uh, the, 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 excuse the, it's, Cocolos is just a nigger. They have coconut heads. Cocolos. Okay. You ask me what I hate, I tell you, Cocolos. I, I'm a Puerto Rican guy. You know what I'm supposed to say? A Negro is a Cocolo. Wow. So I, I don't like Cocolos too much. Uh, okay. You know, I live here in Brooklyn Heights, and uh, a lot of my customers are, are Jewish people, you know, but the ones that are religious... I try to make them this hat with fur all around it, you know, and real nice and, and, and like, up to their religious standard. And they try to, they try to drew me around. I'd say, this is a $250 hat, Mr. Greenberg. He said, no, 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 this is a $75 hat. I said, no, Mr. Greenberg, I use fur on this hat. I even bring it down to the local rabbi. He bless it. You can't make me pay only $75 for this hat. And I, I wound up with some stupid Hasidic hat that I'm not never going to wear. I'll cut the fur off and make like a, a stole for Tito or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But so I don't like these, uh, what you call it, uh, Hasidic. Hasidic. I don't like these. Yeah. Hasidic. Hasidic. Hasidic? Hasidic with an H. Hasidic. Hasidic. Okay, I don't like so, them. So you and Lewis, okay, so we we, we get it. Like, um, we get it. Okay. So I have a question. But anyway, back to my hats. You know, we we were selling hats, and we went to a street festival, and these cops, they told us, "Yo, you gotta move these hats ain't licensed." 
And we're like, they don't have to be licensed because we make them out of our own head. Our head don't need to be licensed, you know. Right. And they told us, no, you got to move on or we give you a ticket, $750, Ooh, That's like boy, dude, this is a boring heads, story. Yo. Does this have a point? So, so Tito, he got upset. Seriously, you know? the most boring story. This guy's talking over me. Dude, I'm, I, yo, I'm sorry. That's all right, man. Like, what, like, what's your, what's your family life like? What, do you, what is, like, what do you do for, what? Do you live with your well, parents? you know, me, me and Tito, we got a place down in Red Hook in Brooklyn. You ever heard of that? I've heard of Red Hook. Didn't, wasn't there a film that came out last year called something like Red Hook Summer? Yeah, that, uh, that, uh, Cocolo, Spike Lee, he made a movie, Red Hook, Red Hook something, stories. You yeah, know, but I we don't say, live near the uh, projects. That's all where the Coca-Cola We live down by the waterfront where all the artists is at. And, you know, where me and Tito can hold hold hands or, you know, hold each other. And people don't look at us twice. And Tito is like, you know, he's about 6'2", and he's probably close to 300 pounds, but he's built. You know, he got muscles and tattoos. I always feel comfortable with him. But when these cops came... They said, yo, you got to move this shit and shit. But they didn't say it like that, you know. And Tito got all mad, and he told them, why are you pushing your weight around? Yo, if I was white, you wouldn't make me take my sh- my hats away, because my hats are slamming, you know. Hey, uh, and, question. and Tito doing, pushed doing not- Louis, Louise, not to interrupt your fascinating story, quote-unquote, but uh, we have a comment here in the little comment chat here where it says, hate project. This was the French guy who called in last Monday. Commander McBride used a bullet comment on this guy. Is that true? I don't. Uh, I, I. I don't know what you mean. If, if, I don't know if he did, mean. I want you to know that we do not support or endorse that at all, and that's not going to be allowed on the show anymore. All right. What does this guy think I am? Some kind of rich little making uh, uh, accents or something? I don't even know who makes uh, accents oh, now. I, I rich rich little is old these. news, but. Rich Little's at least, like, competent in accents, sir. Well, exactly. So, how am I... What, if, I if I could make accents, you'd think I'd be Rich calling Little's on. actually good at accents, is what I'm trying to tell you. Who is? Rich Little. Hey, how old are you? How do you know who Rich Little is? Well, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of TV growing up in New York. We have every... We used to have... Hey, hey, reruns can you, can you of Johnny Carson. Can you do Rich Little... Can you can you do an impersonation of Rich Little impersonating Johnny Carson for me real quick? You you want me to do Rich Little impersonating Johnny Carson? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be hard. I don't do impressions. Come on, you you're a Rich Little fan. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm not a Rich Little fan. I just know Rich Little do impressions. Okay, let's see. Rich Little doing Johnny Carson. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh. <laughs> well, Ed, over to you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was that was great. I think you Thank should you. go on the road, Mr. Louise. Uh, you should go on the road and and do like a Rich Little review. You should impersonate Rich Little, impersonating all the celebrities he impersonated. Hey, yeah, can you, do, you know, like, they don't like, they don't want to give a Spanish man a break. You know, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Freddie American. Prince? You know, they think Freddie I'm like Prince from... Senior. Remember Excuse him? Excuse me, Freddie Prince. Pardon? Who what? George Tito? Lopez. George, he don't speak for me. He's Mexican. 
Okay, well, what the about The only from people e- that speak e- for speaking? me is Rosie Perez. You know that piece? What's that? The only people in entertainment that speak for me is Rosie Perez. You know okay. who that is? Yeah, of course. That's she smoking hot, huh, bro. And Spike Lee, he put, like, ice cubes on her titties oh, yeah. and they melted. And he sucked them off. Yeah. That was the shit, yo. Even Tito got a hot on on that. And he's a big-time homosexual. But Rosie Perez is smoking. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, he, but George Lopez, that's a beaner, man. That's not nice. I mean, come on. You're 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 both Latino brothers, you know. I mean, no, no. Great. I'm an American. I don't need no green card to come to this country. Well, so is George Lopez. He's an American. He's a Mexican. He's from Chihuahua or something like that. Well, did you know that uh, Mexico was part of a, Me- a lot of America was originally Mexico and it was stolen from Mexico? Did you know that? Like Texas and California. Yes, I did. I don't... know we stole uh, Mexico from. We stole California and Texas from Mexico, and we stole or bought Louisiana from the French people, and we buy Alaska from the Russians. Is this that's what I learned in the school? So, uh, can you do another impression for me? Do do Rich Little doing Richard Nixon? Come on, try and help out your career here. Okay, let me let me warm up. Yo, Tito, okay. get off of that. I'm sorry. Hold on. Go for it. Uh, let's see. Uh, people say your president can't be a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. <laughs> oh, you like that? You like that? <laughs> oh my God! This guy's in the chat. Didn't you think that Richard Nixon, um, Richard Nixon, came back to life just now? Hey, uh, I could do about- some more Nixon, you know, because when I was growing up, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, almost 40 and shit. And I remember yeah. a little bit. He said, he said, uh, he said a lot of things, really. He said, uh, uh, well, he said he's not a crook, but I don't think he was a crook. You know, I think he was just using the power of his office to, 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 make crime. to yeah. do things make good it. for us, you know. Yeah, I'm but sure he did. He is not a crook. You okay, so people um, have to know their president's not a crook, and I'm not a crook. Wow, dude! That's like, good? why are you wasting your time with your fucking hat and calling into the show? Because you should yo, be on the road, yo, I go, I make a, uh, I go to a Hallmark, yo, I buy a piece of felt, like a red and a green felt, and I tie that shit together. Boom, you got a Christmas hat. You put a little pom-pom on it. You sell it to these rich Manhattan whatevers they are. And you got $125 for sewing two pieces of felt together. I mean, I even got a storefront, yo. I got insurance. So you live in, uh, where where in Brooklyn do you live again? I'm sorry. You don't have to tell me. Red Hook. Okay. Do you like it there? And my store is in Brooklyn Heights. There's rich people in Brooklyn Heights or white people. Do Do you like it there? That's all I know. Do you uh, you never traveled outside of New York? Well, when my when my abuela, my grandma, you know, she died. I went to Puerto Rico. Uh, where else I've been to? New Jersey. Okay. Uh, not too much around, you know. I'm Brooklyn, Bronx, you know, kicking it in the housing projects when I was a young kid. You, you know, I mean, smoking you, you them find it hard. I mean, it, sound, it sounds like you don't like kind of multiculturalism 
And um, I like white people who spend money on my stupid ass. Okay. All right. I don't like Coca-Cola's well, uh, who come in and try to threaten me in my in my store. I work hard in, you know. Right. Well, uh. Buddy, uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, you can stay oh, in the chat. Oh, you're welcome. Can I, I make I you a hat? Listen, listen. Call, okay? Is there huh? any way I can make you a hat? I got a, a good idea for a hat for you. Is say hate on the front of it with a, a red line with a line through it, like no hate. And it'd be like a baseball cap, but I think I would like to make it for you. Okay, we'll talk later. You can email me here at... Uh, HateProjectRadio.com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk some business. Yo, bet there. you got it. Yo, bet me and Tito is gonna make you a hat that you is gonna you're gonna wear that shit till there's like dirt rings in the in the inside. You know when you wear a hat for a long time, like a baseball hat, and you get those Ooh. dirt rings around the okay. the the yeah. Okay, okay. Right, so man. me and Tito are gonna go. Uh, fuck each other now and uh, we'll Great. be thinking of you and thank you for giving me time oh my name my business name is Luis and Tito's hats for extravagant tastes okay and also if anybody here wants to contact him about that uh, feel free to and feel free to put your information in the chat there buddy I'm in the Brooklyn yellow pages under Luis and Tito's exquisite hats okay Great. Brooklyn Brooklyn yellow Brooklyn oh. sorry I or just Sorry, check me not... online. Thank you. Thank you, The Hate Project. I know you don't hate no one. You just let me talk, and you, you think Puerto Ricans and Mexico is the same thing. So no, I you, don't. You must like people. I said Latinos. Um, okay, thank you. All right, good night. All right. That was a lot of fun. Hmm. Hats and hate being addressed together. Very exciting, guys. Okay. Hello, caller. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can't believe you let that fucking call go on that long. Well, you know, look, I mean, he's a young entrepreneur, and it sounded like... (laughs) It sounded like, you know, he had some issues about, like, people, other cultures around him, but then, like, I got caught up as a rich little fan, Dragon. uh, This is Dragon1488, our... The, the resident Klansman who calls into our show every week. Um, I got caught up as a rich little fan in his sort of talent for impersonations. And, you know, Ewing Lewis, I think... He can do some, see if he can do some Mel Brooks. Well, you know what? I'm sorry actually, actually uh, that I hung up, but, uh, you know, Ewing Lewis, if you're still <laughs> listening, Dragon would love for you to do some Mel Brooks. Uh, don't call back in and do it here. Just, uh, just yeah, go work on your Mel Brooks. Go work on your 2,000-year-old man. Dragon, are you a fan of uh, the film The Producers? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Springtime for Hitler? You've never seen that film? Mm, how, no. How do you know Mel Brooks, then? Uh, I think it's from Spaceballs or something. Okay. No, was it, May the Schwartz did, did be with do, you? Did he do Blazing, did he do Blazing Saddles, too? He yeah, did Blazing so, Saddles, yes. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, You're a fan of Blazing hilarious. Saddles? Oh, I just saw the movie. I just thought it was fucking hilariously stupid, but uh, it it makes yeah. fun of your kind, basically. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. We're the, we're the okay, Whitney, so Whitney uh, do you know who Bednarski is? I have no idea. Sounds they like keep saying uh, that he makes shit happen. 
There was a, somebody who mentioned something that was like a little kind of uh, intimidating um, a while back. So that's why I banned you, Pooty, uh, if you're listening. Um, so just guys, don't um, don't be dicks out there. I mean, Vlad Putin, you're kind of pushing it, but not really. So uh, whatever, man. He already left, didn't he? Okay. All right. So, Dragon, what's on your mind tonight? Nothing much. Let's call in to listen to the show as usual. Okay. Hey, uh, I wish somebody so else would call in, though. Huh? I wish somebody else would call in, though. Uh, you know what? You can't control what other people do, man. Can't can't worry about it. So, Dragon, is there like uh, let's let's shift uh, focus away from race for uh, for a few minutes here? Is there anyone like anyone who just gets under your skin right now on a personal level, like just like in your day to day life? Don't name their name, but Mm, not really. I'm pretty pretty laid back. Actually, kind of kind of weird to believe that, but. Yeah, that is that is weird to believe that. Um, I, you know what, man? Like my, my volume is a little like skewy tonight. Can can everyone hear Dragon out there? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, I'm just making sure that the people in the chat can hear you fine. Because like for some reason my my volume stinks tonight. The fuck, man. Um, the ghost of Pootie is locked into the chat. That is that is delightful. All right. Hey, Paul's calling in. Oh, I wonder who this is. He just now advertised that he would call he in. On, he was okay. on last, last week. Yeah. All right, Paul, you on the call here. Hey, this is Paul. Hi, Paul. Is this a, how, how should I call you? What should I refer to, to as? Well, Paul my full name is um, Patrick Paul Huang, but you can call me, actually, you can call me Patrick. Patrick, okay. Yeah. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested because, you know, you have a, you have a Klansman as your guest, and and I consider myself an anti-racist. So I think you know, I have some I have some questions that I that I'd, that I'd like to ask him. Please do. I mean, first of all, thank you for calling in. We want your. I mean, I've been telling some a lot of people here, and that's why we're having Daryl on the show next week. Um, we want your voice, so please, thank you for calling in, and go ahead and ask your question to Dragon. Okay. Um. Uh, hey, Dragon. Um. You know. Uh. So as you know, the, the history of the Klan, there's been a lot of you know, lynchings and a lot of very kind of negative um, uh, history. And I was just wondering, like, uh, is that is that something that the Klan does now, or uh, like, what do you guys do now when you meet up? You know, if no, you can be honest. No, no, of course not. No lynchings. No, I don't. I don't know of anybody that's been lynched in as long as I've been alive. I don't. I don't know. And then what's the goal of the Klan? What does the Klan do now? I mean, what's the goal of any 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 activist movement or, or any any pride movement to promote their race? Right. And, and how does the Klan promote promote the, the white race? Through activism. What kind of activism? Literature. Literature handouts, uh, rallies, stuff like that. All right, so you're trying to uh, kind of uh, awake more people and recruit more people, um, right. and and just get more members. Is that is that what you're kind of doing right now? More than likely, yeah, or more or less, okay. yeah. So let's say 
you know, you and, and your, your clan uh, brothers are walking and you see this one non-white walking alone in the road, what, what would you and your brothers do? Just walk past him. And you wouldn't even feel tempted to do anything else? No. Okay. That would be stupid. That, that's counterproductive. Right. No, why, 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 would we, why would we single out somebody because they're not white? If well, they're not doing nothing to us, if they're not doing nothing to us, what would justify us doing anything to them? But, but I mean, you have to admit that if you look at the history of the Klan, that, well, you know... Everybody has a history of doing something bad. No race is perfect. Right, right, that's true, that's true. But I think, you know, if you, if you ask a regular, just any everyday American, they, they'll, you know, there is a negative label uh, associated with, you know, the KKK. I don't think you can deny you'll that. Get, you'll get you'll get more negative reaction from people not racist just walking through through a, a neighborhood that you're not, you know, you're not part of the neighborhood. You uh, you can walk through a I can walk through a black neighborhood and probably get harassed, or they can walk through a white neighborhood and get harassed. It doesn't make a darn, you know. I mean, right. people are people. Right, right. That's that's true. Um, now, so you know, uh, if you look at the statistics. Um, and if you look at the demographics, uh, you know, America's changing pretty fast. And, um, you know, not only is, you know, there's the, the non-white proportion increasing, but interracial marriage is increasing pretty rapidly as well. And, and what do you feel about that, Dragon? What do I feel about the inter- interracial relationships increasing? Right, yeah. Uh, I think it's wrong. I don't think people should mix races. You know, we were, we were made different colors for a reason. Right, uh, but, but wouldn't you say that, you know, uh, there's plenty of people, say, in Europe and Russia who are just, you know, dating within their own race. So it doesn't really matter what happens in America. I, I, I didn't hear that question. No, I'm saying there's plenty of... clearly. Right, okay. No, well, there's plenty of, plenty of white people in, in Russia and Europe who are just dating within their own race. So it doesn't really matter what, what white Americans do, whether they date within their own race or, or they ha- go into interracial marriage. I don't know. I'm not understanding your question. Okay, so so your question is that uh, well, your issue. No, I didn't ask the question. You're the one that's asking the question. Right, right, right. Well, but your issue is that um, you know people should stick to their own race because otherwise the races will go extinct, right? Essentially, that's your, that's your time. Well, I mean, you're looking right. at you're looking at the amount of uh, non-white reproduction in Europe. They got 40 years until the white race is, is will be nearly gone. Well, no, years. I disagree. I mean, if you look at uh, for example, if you, look, if you look at if you look at the birth rate in in the European countries, statistically, in forty years there will not be any white people left. No, nah, I, I, I don't. They'll, I don't all, think they'll all be a mix, They'll all be mixed. I mean, when, when the mind, white uh, people that are there, when when the white people that are there die off, and all the mixed races come in within forty years, you can look at you can look up the statistics. I can't remember where it is. Just Google it, and and I'm sure you'll find it. But it shows no, well, 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 forty well, years. Okay, no, because I have Googled it, you know, because I've done a lot of research on this, and I know for a fact that, like, in the U.K., yeah, there are going to be a lot more non-whites, but even in the U.K., there's still a a lot more whites than you'd expect. It's still 90% white, but in, in, like, places like Eastern Europe, there isn't any multiculturalism at all. You know, it's it's a sea of white faces. So to say that in 40 years that's not going to be white anymore, it's, it's just patently false. You know, it, it just, it's just exaggeration. I mean, not, I'm not trying to insult you, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't think those numbers are true. No, hopefully it won't come out to that. That's just, you know, the statistics that I read on it when they were talking about birth rate. Right. 
And 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 um, you know, I mean, about the U.S. Like, do you do you think that at this point, you know, in 2013, that even having an organization like the Klan is a bit outdated? You know, because it's 2013, no. right? No, you can't. You can't never. I mean, look at look at radical, radical Islam. They've been they've been around longer than we have, and they're still around. I mean, you can you can never kill a belief. Well, the difference I mean, you, is you can kill you can kill all you can kill all the clansmen in the world. Somebody else is going to pick the sword up and keep going. But when I mean, people believe like, in something. When people believe in something, you can't kill it. Right, but like, I think like, we'll, we'll, never, we'll never be able to kill radical Islam. Somebody will always believe in it, and somebody else will always keep it going. Right, but the difference is that. The, the radical Islam is, is hated by most people, you know, by most most people of all races in America and worldwide hate radical Islam. Are you saying that most more people are going to hate the Klan as time goes by? Well, most, I would say 90% of the people in America hate the Klan because they're too afraid to stand up with their own race. So publicly they're going to say, hey, I'm not a racist. Then they'll be driving down the road and someone cut them off and say, oh, goddamn niggers cut me off. But, they don't, you know, they don't have the balls to stand up with their own race. Right. No, 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 I agree. But, okay, no, so for example, and at the moment, you know, America is, is about 40% non-white, and in a couple of decades, it's going to become majority non-white. So do, don't you think at that point the Klan would be a bit outdated? You know, it, it doesn't really represent the American well, it, people. It, it, well, if it ever gets outdated, I'm sure there'll be another movement that comes along to take its place. I mean, you're, ne- you're never going to kill the belief. Okay, okay, all right. No, I, I respect your opinions, and I thank you for being honest. What do you think about, uh, you know, secessionist movements? You know, for example, let's discuss Harold Covington and the Northwest Movement. What, what do you think of that as a, a Klansman? Do I, what do I think about the Northwest Project? Right, that, that kind of migration to the Northwest. I, I think it's a great idea. I, I, I don't want to live in the Northwest because it gets too fucking cold, but, but Harold's idea... Of a of a all white homeland, it, it sounds great to me. I mean, he you know he can believe all he wants. I think he's a fucking idiot, but you know that's just him. You know, I, I, he's just trying to sell books. I don't you know I don't know what the fuck everybody thinks Harold Tubman is going to. Be. He's just selling fucking books. So he's got his little stick there with the Northwest Front, you know, writing fucking books on, on fantasy. You know, right. we, don't, we don't live in the fantasy. We live in the fucking real world. You know, quit writing fucking books and get out there and do something. You know, you know that that's true, but but, but you you like his idea of migrating to the northwest. Yeah, sure. If if they if they want to go, if everybody wants to pack up and go to the northwest, fucking pack up and go. I'm gonna stay in the south where it's nice and warm. Uh, we got plenty of agriculture, not not just a whole bunch of fucking apples to pick. That's what they should do with all the Mexicans. Move all the Mexicans to the northwest because they need them the fucking apples picked. <laughs> but you know, but but um, for example, Harold Covington argues that the the warm weather is not. Uh, the, the weather for the for the white man because in Europe you know uh, the weather is pretty cold right so that's why yeah. it, it, there shouldn't be any uh, and don't get me wrong south. you know you know Harold Harold is a great orator and uh, he's he's a good writer you know but sitting behind sitting behind a microphone all day and making uh, you know fucking radio shows is it's just it's pointless you know, you got to get out on the street and do something. Okay. You know, if, okay. He wants, if he wants the north, if he wants the northwest movement, then then buy a big ass plot of land and start the northwest movement. You know, just tell people just to move to random cities in the northwest, because they won't be able to communicate. They won't be able to link up. Okay, that that makes sense. So, so your plan as as a clan member, as a clansman, is just to recruit as many members as possible 
to kind of wake up, uh, wake up the race, and and, and that that's what's your long term plan? What do you plan on doing after that? Well, I don't have the long term plan. You'd have to speak to the leader of of the group. Okay, and who is you know I just, who is the I just work I just work in 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 recruiting and uh, and uh, investigating. Okay, because I I I received a text or a tweet from um from uh you know Imperial Wizard called uh Frank for called Frank. Do you know Frank? Who? Frank? I have no idea. Um, so he he posted a picture on Stormfront of um some some um you know clansmen there going around these different houses, uh, different poor houses like you know with different poor people and giving them like gifts on, on during Christmas. So is that something that that the different clansmen do a lot? Like they they give uh, stuff to poor people. Now we do have food drives and we do have toy drives, uh, but they're all given to white people only. We don't give it right. to the non-whites. And do you give it to uh, like uh, like like Bill Gates or like what kind of white people do you give it to? Mostly, usually it's people that we know, you know, that are that people in the clan know, you know, and as for friends or, or family or anything like that, that's not doing so well. Oh, okay, okay. So not not the richer ones, the poorer ones. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well. Um. Going so back we have, to you know we have other we have other associates that have uh, that do prison ministries. Uh, we don't necessarily do them in our group ourselves, but we do have associates uh, that do you know send stuff to uh, uh, white people that that were put into prison, you know, doing something for the movement. I mean, we don't just send you know shit to to rapists and, and people like that, but it was somebody that was in the you know, in some type of white movement, they got in trouble and got put in prison. You know, we they'll they'll send them some uh, stamps or some you know stuff to write letters with, or just send them magazines, shit like that. Now, now the Klansmen, do they ever work with um, other groups like you know the AB or you know uh, skinheads or the NSM? Do you ever kind of unify with other groups, or are you kind of by yourself? Now, traditionally, our if it's a traditional clan, you probably won't see them working with very with any uh, NS groups. Uh, you know, because it's just not something that we believe in. Uh, but if it's a non-traditional clan, you know, there's no telling who they can work with. You right. know, it's just it's just their choice. But traditionally, you know, we're, we're a traditional clan, and uh, our uh, constitution doesn't recognize uh, the, the uh, NS uh, okay. people. And um, you know, do you um, uh, so so? Um, do you would you say that that your membership is growing at this point? Or oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, it's growing. I know that especially, uh, you know, especially after Obama was elected in two thousand eight, there's been kind of an increase in membership overall uh, in in the movement. So um, yeah, any any time any time any time the economy goes down, uh, the white the right wing radical groups will always start gaining members. I mean, you can look at any, any FBI report during any any uh, uh, economical de- or economic depression. You'll, you'll see that there was always an increase in uh, in white nationalist type groups. Right, right. And um, I mean, that's understandable. And, and, and do you know, um, do you know Pastor Martin Linstead or Pastor Logan Hunter? 
from uh, DSCI. I, I've heard I've heard of Lindstedt, but I haven't heard of, of the other person. And are, are you um, are you a, a follower of Christian Identity? Um, no, Christian not I- really. No. Okay. Not okay. really. Because they have a they have a, a theory that um, there's going to be a great tribulation, and um, you know about uh, you know a whole bunch of uh, people are going to be killed off, and the only people remaining are going to be the kind of true hardcore um, whites. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming I don't, that you don't... If there's, going to be, if there's going to be a tribulation, whether it be natural or, or mechanical, it's only going, it's going to be the strongest people that survive. It does, it's not going to be a skin color thing. Now, now, wouldn't you say that, you know, I mean, immigration is one, you know, major uh, factor, both legal and illegal, but wouldn't, wouldn't you say that the other side of the coin is birth rate? And, you know, apart from uh, you know, one of the major issues that that I mean, I would assume that the Klansmen would be looking into is the fact that uh, you know the white people have a very low birth rate, and and I was just yes, wondering, I mean, is that something you kind of try to in- encourage people oh, to we have more children? Oh, we definitely, we definitely encourage uh, people to uh, you know white couples to create as many babies as they can, uh, but you know, given given the economy, it's hard for anybody. Uh, you know, they have to support themselves to to think about having more children. Okay. Now, now looking at the future, and I know you don't have a long-term plan, but, you know, looking at the future, if you look at the trends, um, um, you know, uh, the the non-white population is going to increase, the number of people who are, you know, miscegenating are going to increase. How how do you think the plan will change its activities based on the future of America? Hmm. That's kind of hard to answer. You know, if if, if there's nothing, the the Klan has 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 saved America twice. You know, in in the past 165 years, um, and I don't know. It's just hard. To, it's hard to say what they're. You know, you know, it's just hard. It's hard oh to answer that. Oh my gosh. Guys, I missed your entire conversation. How's it been going? Fun? Um, yeah, well, I've been having fun. I don't know about Dragon. Uh, no, we've, been, we've been having some good dialogue or a change. Well, you know what? I hope that uh, I can hear this on the podcast when it finally goes live. Uh, well, like, what? Like, did, did you... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, you guys love me. It was. It was. It was actually kind of. It was actually. It was actually kind of productive without you instigating. Who me? Yeah, you. <laughs> and Paul wasn't instigating at all. No, no, he's been uh, showed a lot of class in his in his, in his uh, talking. I thought I thought like whenever whenever um, I talked to you before Dragon, my my motive wasn't to instigate at all. It was to have a dialogue. I mean, but if I disagreed with you on something, I just oh no, I'm I'm just I'm just picking on you. That's fine. Because it's easy. No, I I get it, man. You get, you get picked on by everybody, so I might as well just throw my two cents in there. That's fine. None of us know each other, so it's not a big deal. Um, so uh, I don't want to make you recount. Was was everyone and you guys were having a talk? I don't want to make you fucking like recount. Something is wrong with my. Uh, hold on one second here, guys. Sorry, I may have. Um, uh, 
my somebody may have like fucked with my computer. I don't know. I don't know if somebody like I don't know if I'm being fucked with right now, man. To be perfectly honest. Well, talk she will cut off. Whatever you have your show set for, once it goes past that, it'll log you out. Uh, no, I, I had it set for two hours, so we haven't even hit okay. one hour yet. So, all right. Well, let's see what we got here, guys. Thanks for bearing with me. Seriously, seriously, guys, it really means a lot. And you're good. Everyone's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. I'm going to go ahead and hang up on both of you then. Good. All right. Good night. Good night. All right. If anybody else wants to call in, feel free to call in. Uh, Or if you have any ideas for future shows, I'm putting my email up here, um, hateprojectradio at gmail.com. I'm also going to put this little Twitter handle here, twitter.com, the hate project. Quite frankly, uh, what would you guys think about the conversation between Dragon and Paul? Was it good? I'm asking the people in the chat here. Um, what is the show over? I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, does anyone, does anyone have any comments about what you just heard? Retarded. That was the show. You know what, man? Like, I am, I am happy with a good show, so that's fine with me. I'm, that does not hurt my feelings. So, if you would uh, like to drag in, if you want to call back, and Paul, if you want to call back at a, at, a, at a different point, feel free to. It's totally cool. Um, Louise stole the show. Yeah. Good luck with those. I mean, Louise, I really believe that you should. Um, Hold on one second. Dragon, if you're still on, I'll, I'll unmute you here, buddy. Dragon, you still there? No, oh, whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, Louise, you know, work on that Rich Little act. I mean, a tribute to Rich Little. A tribute to Rich Little, Ewing Lewis. I keep calling you Lewis. It's Louise. My bad. Dragon, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry to hang up. Um, I was sort of, I've been experimenting with keeping the conversations a little bit shorter here. Um, eh, look, man, honestly, this show is just meant to be that it was meant to be an open dialogue. And if, if you got that out of Paul more so than me, that's totally cool. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm not making sense of these chats. So uh, dragon is anything new happening in the clan this week? Um, nope. No? Kind of laid back. Yeah. Well, um, do you, I mean, it sounds like you guys, do you guys pick a specific group each week to hate? Like at each rally? No, No? we don't, we don't even, we don't even practice hate at all. All we do is work towards promoting our own race. Right. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't have we don't take any uh stance on any race. People people are you know, people have their own views. I have my own views on non whites, but our our group as a whole does not promote hate at all. <laughs> you know, we, we, we just work on our own our own people and we when we tell pe- other races that they 
have the right to have as much pride as they want. Just leave us alone. Cool. So um, I, I kind of heard snippets of what you and Paul were talking about, or Patrick, I guess, Patrick, Paul, wherever you go by these days. Um, you were mentioning last week that your sister was dating a black man, correct? Yeah. But they, they, have you ever uh, met him? I heard, I heard after that, no, I have never met him. But I heard after that uh, about a week ago that they broke up, which doesn't matter. Okay. Let's see what we got she'll here. Find, she'll find another one. She'll find another one. Okay. Let's see what we got here. Hey, Paul, you're calling back in. How you doing? You know hey, the old Paul, saying. Hey, you know the old. You know the old saying. Once you go black, you're a single mom. Oh my God, this guy. Jesus, did you write that today? No, I actually saw that. And you know how people will take pictures and then they'll add a little text text to it and make it look like look like a, like an inspiration type poster. I'm sure uh-huh. you've seen them where people, yeah. Well, that's somebody took a picture of a, of a white girl with a black kid, and then the bottom it says, "Once you go black, you're a single mother." That's what I thought was pretty funny. Wow. All right. Well, this guy's also trying to get his comedy career going. So, Ewing Louise, you got some competition out there. I think I think you ought to make the, uh, the you ought to make the axis of hate comedy club. Well, there you go. You can, you know, you can like like have one that's really fucking. You can, you can get Lisa Lampanelli in there. You know, to break the ice for everybody. Well, actually, actually, you have to close the show because we'll probably suck anyway. But uh, yes, you know, they'll look at us funny when we say nigger and kike and all that. But when Lampanelli gets up there, they'll all just laugh and carry on with her, like it's you know it's okay to say. And you're saying that it's not okay to say that. that that's very big of you. Um, hey, Paul, did you have something to say? Um, yeah, well, hey, Dragon, do you see that comedy uh, clan skit on YouTube? Um, there's a, there's a, it's called a, the Gay KKK, and they were, you know, wearing uh, pink robes, and, and they went up to this black family, and they said, you know, hey, uh, you know, you're not really welcome in this neighborhood. Have you thought of, you know, going back to Africa? <laughs> you know, he said it in a really kind of gay, gay way, you know, because he's a part of the gay KKK. So it was pretty funny if you watched it. I'm sure that it was, but I don't. I don't watch that kind of stuff. Even though it yeah. represents like the the group that you're a part of, in a in a comic yeah, way, people, not in a realistic people, way. People always people always poke you know fun at others. You know, more power to them. I'm not going to subscribe to any of that stupidness. Okay, so 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 the the clan is definitely against. Um, uh, People, you know, uh, of this, you know, uh, homosexuals. Definitely, our group is definitely 100% against homosexuality. It's a bom- it's an abomination to the Lord. Even if they're 100% white homosexuals. I don't give a shit if they're 100% from another planet. Homosexuality is against God's creation. Okay, okay, I can, I, I know that's your opinion. Uh, oh, the that's hate project. What do you have to say about that? Sorry, I was busy with the chat here. Um, I don't agree. I, he's Dragon has never given a good reason to hate gay people at all, and it, it, he just he sort of uses the Bible, but he doesn't know much about the Bible. And you've even admitted that, Dragon. That's right. Never read uh, that part. So I mean, but you know, have you ever had premarital sex? Mm, yes. Well, you're going to hell because the Bible preaches against that too. <laughs> I didn't say that I was going to be the only one. 
I didn't say that I was perfect. Okay, so do you, do you predict that you're going to go to hell or heaven? We've talked about this before. Mm, probably south. Yeah, probably so. Well, at least you're um, at least uh, at least you're honest about that. Um, sorry, Paul. I I'm sorry. I was just I was literally just typing in something. What What was your perspective on? Uh, well, I, I, just you know, I feel like you know, again. I I think this is where this is an aspect where you know Dragon and I disagree. Um, I feel like um, the decline in this case is is um, views are a bit outdated. You know, because if you look at homosexuality. It's, it's becoming legalized in every single state in America, and you know it's, it's really just because the just because just because the, just because the government legalized it doesn't mean that it's okay. Right, you know, but they're, but, they're but, just, but they're just they're just they're just looking for votes. That's all they're doing. They're, they're following the trends. It does mean that you know a good chunk of the people are in support at, of that. If you well, look I at mean, trends, well, if you look at voting want trends. For, you look at voting trends. If, if if the nation's against homosexuality, there'll be a whole bunch of, of uh, conservative people running for office. If everybody wants gay, all, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are that are supporting gay. It's it's just it's the thing to get votes. So I mean, the the issue is really like, why do you, on a personal level, even care about gay people? I you're, don't you're, give a rat's ass what anybody does behind closed doors. I'm but you're calling them as 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 a group. As you're calling them an abomination. As, so then, as, why do you, that's just my personal belief. I don't care what they do. All I know is in the Bible it says it's wrong, and in our organization we don't support homosexuality. Um, okay, but you know if, if that's the case and you don't care what they do, you know behind closed doors, why don't you welcome you know gay KKK members? I, I mean, I'm not the one that has to. I'm not the one that has to answer for being gay. They do. So when when they go to meet their God, if if it's a you know if it's some that their God said not to do, then they're the ones that have to answer for. And you know, right. when we promote family, we promote family in the clan, and two men cannot, you know, cannot produce a child. Um, you know, and, and, and you can't promote family and promote homosexuality. That that's a, it's a breakup of the family structure. Uh, you know, but, but but by not promoting uh, homosexuality, you're losing uh, a whole a huge chunk of. Of the white race, but the liberal white yeah, we'll just have to. We'll just have to. We'll just have to lose that demographic, then, because it's, it's not going to happen. So, guess number. Sorry, guys. Um, I, I I know that I said that um, I would um, avoid doing this. Guess number five is saying that Wanger just makes me angry. Um, guess number five. Can you just say why? Oh, he literally says the same shit on every show. All right, cool. We're done with that. Um. Drag, hey, I mean, I'm consistent, right? I mean, <laughs> so so uh, Paul. Uh, let me tell you. Let me let me respond to to guest five. You says the same shit on each show because you dumbass to say the same shit on each show. If you want to hear something different, call in and change the damn subject. If he only has me to talk to and a couple other people, it's going to be the same shit. Change it. Call in. Wow. You fucking you fucking asshole. Partridge. This is one of the rare times that I agree with Dragon. Yeah, me oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I told you, man, we're the we're the we're, we're the we're the yin and yang of hate. Or was it? Where was it? Right. Comedy? I can't remember. I can't remember. What was it? So, uh, Patrick, Patrick, um, you sound very much like somebody named Arizona who called into my show about three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that's just... him. That's him. Yeah, that, that is me. I, I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. That that's me. 
And you, um, you mentioned that, that in that show, you mentioned that you were a member of this Harold Covington. Well, you know, yeah. And, and let me let me explain that. You know, I'm um I'm an enemy of Harold Covington, uh, just because you know um I've had a you know I I live um I'm not actually from Arizona. That I was using a different phone, but I live in Missoula, Montana, um, okay. and that's part of Harold Covington's proposed homeland in the future. Um, and you were for that last time you called in. Well, no, well, actually, I was, um, I was being, I was, if you notice, I was being very idiotic that time. So I was actually trying to make uh, Harold Covington and his movement look uh, very idiotic, um, oh. and therefore uh, I was trying to damage his movement, if, if that hey. makes sense. Okay, well, touche. Um, but, but it was you know, a very funny back, call. Go, go yeah. you, know, you, know the, you know the bad thing about the, bad thing about the Northwest movement that, that they're not saying What's that? Is once you get and once you get let let's just say for sh- for for shit's sake that the Northwest movement is success, is a success and we got five million white people taking up the entire Northwest. We've done walked out every non-white around. I mean, it is it is a solid white country. What's going to happen after that? We're going to start a class system, and then they're going to start you know the rich white people are going to start treating the, the poor white people bad, and it, it, it's not going to fucking work. It is a stupid idea. It's a great vision, but a stupid idea. Just so, stay where you are. Stay where you are. Promote pride and, and, and prosperity in your own race and learn to live with each other. That's what do you what think you about that, Paul? If, you, if you're going to separate, if you're going to separate, then you, you, you're going to turn on yourself eventually. Turn on your own well, people. You know, um, um, uh, the hate project. I I, I agree with Dragon. Um, I I think there will be a class system because uh, yeah. I mean, just just by the you know you see the 1965 Immigration Act, and you see even now. I mean, it's not like the the the, the rich guys of any race don't really care about the, the poor guys of their own race. You know, they just care about themselves. So oh, I don't think you know it's going to be this. You know, because if you read Harold's books, it's it's very idealistic. You know, in his new homeland, there's zero percent crime there's you know everyone's happy it's it's almost you know laughable when you when you read it it's 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 pretty silly uh actually uh sure. but you know going going back to going back to that call three weeks ago the reason why i'm against harold Covington, you know it's because i know i live in missoula montana which is part of um his proposed homeland and and what harold wants to do is um go on a you know ethnic cleansing spree of all the all the you know minorities in his new homeland, um, so essentially you know Harold and I know it, it seems a bit silly when I say it out loud, but he he really does want to you know uh, kill me and my family because I live in his homeland. And and so that Patrick, itself, Patrick, can I ask what your ethnicity is? Your last name's Huang. What's your ethnicity? Um, so so my dad is uh um, well, is from China, um, okay. and my um my mom is is um. Uh, from uh, India, so I'm half Chinese, half Indian. And what, where did you grow up? Um, I actually grew up in uh, Lusaka, which is uh, I, I do you know where Lusaka is. I don't. Uh, Lusaka is uh, is the capital of Zambia, which is a country in southern Africa. Okay. Right, um, but I was, right, I wasn't born and in Zambia, and I, and I can I can prove I can essentially prove the future if if Northwest if the Northwest initiative took place you guys believe can i can i ask if you guys think that history repeats itself as as for as for pattern and and 
Yeah, I think so. If you do the same at, things, yes. If you, if you look at the early days of immigration, when there was nothing but different types of white people, like in New York City and stuff like that, it was a class system. You know, class yeah. system. They hated the the Italians, hated the fucking Irish, the Jews hated somebody. Yeah, yeah, well, like that's I mean, yeah. Every new group that came. there was, there was very few. There was very few non-whites at that time in America. It was just all different types of you know different different uh, origins of white people. They they turn on each other just like just like they will if the Northwest Front ever takes you know ever takes initiative and and, and, and builds. It, it, it's going to happen. You, you can't. You know, it, it, it sounds great to separate, but when you really think about it, once it takes place. They're going to turn on themselves. Just like you put a pack of dogs in a damn cage, eventually they're going to start fighting each other. Even, right. though, even though they're the same species, eventually one of them's going to have to say that they're the alpha male, the other one's going to be the bitch male. And they're just going to fucking tear, tear each other apart. Well, um, I, I want to ask something. I, I want to make up this point. Like, I think what happens is that, like, this is a situation kind of like what you're saying, Dragon, where people are caging themselves, like putting people in a cage like that. Yeah, they are going to turn each other, but these people are willingly doing that to themselves, which is just, which loses my sympathy for them, to be honest. You know, if you have a situation where like the government or, you know, the sort of like culture puts people in cages, then that's where I feel sympathy. But like these idiots, like putting themselves in a cage and turning on each other, fuck them. Um, and so, like, they're drawing the lines, and I think that any time you draw lines, you're kind of putting yourself in a cage as a human being. Right. I um, so, Paul, um, I, Patrick, I want to ask you something. Have you ever met Harold Covington? No, no, I have not. I mean, um... Do you, do you, I, do you just kind of, like, fuck with him or send him, like, joke emails, or, like, what do you do? Or, like, well, like what... No, sorry, go ahead. ahead. What, what were you saying? Oh, well, sorry, I, I'm kind of all over the place tonight. I apologize. Um, I'm just sort of frustrated that my, I got kicked off my own show, but it's okay. I'm going to get over it. Um, so, what are you? Are you uh, the only Chinese Indian? Are you the only person of color in your region of the country, or the or where you grow up, where you live right now? Sorry. Um, you know, Missoula is uh, you know predominantly uh, white, but I'm not the only family. Um, and I think, especially over the past uh, about 10, 15 years, um, Montana has been growing more, more non-white, predominantly, um, you know, Hispanics and Asians. And and by Asians, I, I include both South and East Asians. Um, yeah. Right. And you know, I, I guess because both my parents are physicians, so I've lived I've lived a pretty privileged lifestyle. Um, so it's it's kind of I think that kind of blunts the edge of you know, whatever racism there might be. But there really isn't much. I mean, you know, I think that's one thing you have to credit. Um, uh, I mean, you, have, you can credit all races, but especially the white race. You know, I think it's easy to, to look at, you know, some organizations like Harold and, and have a negative opinion. But, uh, you know, the majority, uh, overwhelming majority of um, the members of, of the white race are, are not racist. And they're really yeah, of nice people. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, I, I tell you, like, like what motivated you to start targeting this guy? Because like other people of color, probably in that area in Montana where you live, other people of color seem to sort of go on with their life, right? And so like what made you sort of go on this mission against Harold Covington? Well, actually, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I had a personal experience 
which which actually and because um you know about a year and a half ago I, I didn't even know who Harold Covington was and I wasn't really I wasn't even involved in any of these talk show shows or trolling right. or a, any of this other stuff. Um, but you know you know my my mom and I were were walking um, we're actually walking to a nearby um, you know grocery store and you know these kind of these couple of young um, you know, they looked like they were 18 or 19, or pretty young uh, uh-huh. guys came up, and you know, they they started just, you know, they didn't even know us, and we we never met them before, and, and they started saying all kinds of inappropriate kind of racial, you know, racist stuff to us, and telling us to you know to go back home and stuff like right. that, and and that was really inappropriate, and I told them to cut it out, and you know, uh, um, I think that that's when that's when they mentioned that they were from the Northwest Front. They didn't mention anything about Harold. But they did see they're from the Northwest Front, and um, you know they didn't. It, it, it was very inappropriate the, the way they talked, and you know in the end they. Um, I, I'm really, and this is what I think really made me very really angry was they they spat at my mom, and then they ran away. Wow. Uh, and I, and I found that really disrespectful. I mean, even the stuff they were saying to me and my mom was really disrespectful. But then you know sure. just sitting at my mom and running away, I think that was over the line. And and that's when I, I kind of looked up the organization. I, I looked up Harold, and you know Harold and his Northwest friends do have cells all over his homeland. So they have a cell in Seattle, they have a cell in Portland, they have a cell in uh, Spokane, they have a cell in you know Wyoming, and one in Missoula as well. Um, and and I started reading his books, and I, I've actually read all five of his uh, Northwest Front books. I've listened to pretty much all of his podcasts, and you know, and, and, you know if you take the time to read his books. You know, Harold is a really violent person. You know, he actually believes the stuff he writes. He really wants to have this massive ethnic cleansing spree, and he wants to fight the the American government, and he wants to create this this new country. You know, and 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 he really does believe that this country will be perfect. You know, with with zero percent crime, and there'll be no problems mm-hmm. at all. You know, right, um, right. And and I, I kind of and I realize that Harold is is is, is Similar to you know like Osama bin Laden you know, or one of these uh, terrorist Islamic groups because what Harold is doing is, is he's brainwashing young you know um, white American youth especially mm-hmm. people you know poor American uh, poor youth you know who who maybe don't have as many opportunities and 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 maybe blame other people for that or want to blame other people for that and and Harold is brainwashing them and filling their mind with 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 these kind of violent thoughts and fantasies and telling them you know what. Go, go, and these are the people responsible. Go and do something to them. It will make you feel better. It will help you out. You know, yeah. when it's it's not true, and and that's why I, I, you know, I'm really angry at Harold. Give right. me, give well, me something to think about. You know, the, the the South after the Civil War tried to succeed, or actually before the Civil War tried to succeed from the Union. Do you think for a minute that that our government is going to allow a mass group of white people to to succeed again from, from again? You know, it's just going to be the same thing. The government's not going to give up one taxpayer, not one. But listen, you know, I mean, not going to, there's not going to, there's not going to be never listen, be a separate nation. I don't, I don't think he's advocating that. I don't country. think he's, I don't think he was making that argument. Um, what he's saying is that this guy, they're they're sort of similar to like a small time terrorist group, right, Paul? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So like they're not they're not trying to like actually like make a move like seceding no, they, from the he has the, he, no he has he has his own constitution and everything written down his own system well i mean uh, actually let me clarify actually both of you are correct because well, what Harold wants to do is he wants to start off as as, as a as a terrorist movement you know where you have 
uh, you know, the different cells in his homeland uh, conduct terrorist activities and kind of disrupt the, the regular day life. And he wants that to progress into uh, a guerrilla war for independence. So I have a question. Sure. I, I, I just I have a question, Paul. Um, I, I just I have to ask this on my just sort of to assuage my own conscience. Um, I'm not going to go into like you know this isn't like uh, uh, Law and Order, so I, I'm not going to go into. I don't, I'm not going to put this on you to describe whether this guy's going to carry something out. But if you ever had a suspicion that he was going to do something, would you be able to contact the authorities in your area or contact or or sort of find some allies because? I mean, th- this is like some some scary shit you're describing. You understand? Yeah, I mean, he has the you know he has the, the uh, Northwest Volunteer Army, which is another uh, little fictitious thing in one of his books. You know that you know, he he wants to have a separate homeland. You know, like I said, he has his own constitution, own uh, system. What of government. I'm, what I'm asking but is but this: but it's never going to happen. Okay, but like, he's just selling books. He's a it's a it's a crock of shit. He's just selling books. That's all he's doing. Okay, he ain't so but, do shit. I don't. I don't. It, it, like, listen. He's probably not going to take over the government. He's probably not going to do anything massive. But like, even if he was setting out to like, you know, hit a fucking Chinese restaurant or something, that's not okay. So like, how like how do you track people like this? You know what I mean? And like, would you be able to like? I mean, Patrick, do you look into like sort of, you know, at least like preventing people from doing this? Well, that's I mean, I'm, I'm trying my best. Like, I'm you know, I think I'm trying to kind of bring down the Northwest Front. You know. I, but, you know, we do have the First Amendment. We do have freedom of speech. And so he can make as many fictional uh, books as he wants, and he can have his own organization. Um, and so, um, you know, it's, 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 there's really not much I can do at the moment. I, I am trying to monitor the situation as much as possible. And if, if I do find some definite proof that I can take to the feds or to the cops, I, I, would, be, I would definitely do that because, you know, my personal safety and the safety of my family is on the line. So okay. uh, it's a very oh, urgent kind of personal need. So um, I have another question. Um, I, I've been researching somebody. Um, I haven't quite mustered up the courage to ask her to be on the show, but there's someone named Access Sally. She was a former member of his... Uh, who, do you know who I'm talking about? Corina Bird? Yeah, yeah. She's actually... I mean, I, I don't know if you've gone to her site, but I, I, I have. I, I comment a lot on her site. Oh, you do? So, okay. Yeah. It's, I've, so, I've only sort of like seen like snip bits and pieces of it. I'm trying my best to like listen to to some more of the podcast, but I just haven't. I, I've been very busy with some other stuff. But um, I um, I was just wondering. Yeah, I just want to see if you knew who that was, and um, I would love to at some point have her on my show. But um, just because that sounds like a fascinating story in and of itself, her journey. Um, but. Um, it's it's kind of interesting that um, it looks like she's disbanded from that whole movement altogether, and she's doing her own thing now. Right, she's um, she is uh, um. Well, first of all, I can give you her email address. I'll put that on the chat so you can send her an email and 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 ask her if she wants to be a guest on you know on the show. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, she. I think what happened with her was that she felt she didn't feel safe. You know, she felt that members in the movement were um, uh, trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, harm her or her children. And so that was one of the major reasons why she left. Um, and also, it, it looked like Harold was uh, not really um, uh, giving her good advice, and that kind of, uh, you know, pissed uh, Corina off. For example, um, uh, there, there was a, uh, you know, Corina uh, shares custody with 
for her children with his with her ex-husband, and um, uh, uh, if he's one of the, the the Nazi skinheads, called up um, the the ex-husband and told her told him that hey, you know, Karina is, is still working, is still with the movement, and she's in an environment that's dangerous for the children. And so uh, the ex-husband threatened to go to the, the judge and, and get a, a full custody of the children because of that. And so mm-hmm. Harold told Corina that what she should do is go to the judge and tell the judge that the ex-husband is, you know, uh, abusing or molesting the children so that um, Corina can get full custody of the children. And then Corina should, should run away with the children so that then she, you know, the, 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 you know she, to make sure that she keeps full custody. And I think Corina was really disgusted by Harold's advice, and that was one of the major reasons why Corina decided to to leave Harold's organization because Corina was was like the right hand uh, right hand person of Harold before she left. So okay, yeah. So it's all like, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I put my email here if you want to send me the email. I think I I can look on her website too. So don't don't you know no, there's no hurry. But Patrick. Um, I keep calling you Patrick or Paul. I hope you don't mind. But um, do you ever, do you yourself ever receive any threats or any sort of uh, intimidation from people for the work that you do? I have a couple of times. You know, actually, a couple of times in in, in this chat room, I, I have. Um, actually, last <laughs> Friday, I was um, I was in the Logan Hunter show, which and you know, Logan Hunter, he's a uh, he's a pastor for the Christian Identity, and um, you know, I, I was in the chat room and I was and I was just discussing. Uh, I was, I guess, I was being the usual anti-racist, and I was, um, I was discussing, um, you know, why I feel like we shouldn't hate each other, and why I feel, it, you know, we should kind of end the racism. And, and I think some people got pretty upset, especially when I, when I, you know, gave some numbers, and they said, you know, we're going to find out your your address. You know, we know you're in Missoula. We're going to find out where you live, and we're going to do something. Uh, I remember there was this one guy called Jimmy Larson. He 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 really did say that, but. You know, and another time, like um, for example, Harold, he, because um, I, I, I've been, you know, doing a bit of trolling and stuff. I've been heckling Harold quite a bit. So Harold, um, he, in, in his latest podcast, he mentioned that he, he wished that one of his members could take a baseball bat to to his hecklers and 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 beat them with it so that his hecklers would stop irritating him. And that was pretty harsh. Um, and okay. it was obviously a message to me. But you know, at the same time, you know, I, I, I I'm. I know that well. He should know that you know I, I am keeping a check on him. That I don't like what he's doing, and that he can't just go around, you know, inciting people to violence without there being a consequence. Even so, if that means, yeah. So, so um, I have a question. I, I mean, like, are are there any measures you can take when people threaten you, or like, what, like, how do you deal with that? Do you just let it slide, or like? I, I mean, usually I just let it slide. I mean, there really isn't much I can do. I, I mean, because it's. Usually in a chat room or something pretty, something anonymous. I'm I'm pretty sure that even the people who are, who are uh, threatening me are you know they don't really use their actual name, you know. So I mean there's not much I can do except uh, try not to give my address or uh, something like that over the internet. Um, and sometimes I use yeah, um, anonymous proxies uh, so that they don't get my IP address. Um, but really there's not much much else that I can do, um, and and I just hope that they don't do anything. But I feel like what the work that I'm doing is important, um, and so I, you know I keep on doing it. So I uh, so um, and the reason I'm asking you this is that like you sent me that email last week, and I actually did take it to heart. I don't know if you saw my response to you on that, 
Um, but, um, you know, about the bullet comments and stuff like that. So I'm trying to, I'm really, really trying to keep that out of my room here. Um, and so, um, oh, Dragon's running. Uh, thanks a lot for calling in, Dragon. Uh, we'll see you soon. Um, so, I mean, how, I mean, do you think, I'm trying to figure out, like, like, usually, like, a lot of people are, are talk, but then, like, you have these instances, like, the gentleman who shot up the, why am I calling him a fucking gentleman? This guy's a piece of shit. He call, he shot up that, that Sikh temple last year. Remember what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, we teach, yeah. And then, um, and then, like, earlier this year, there was a guy in Ohio who's targeting uh, some black community leaders who had nothing to do with him. You know, they, they stopped him in time, but, like, um, this guy, like, had maps of people, uh, people um, who, like, their children's school and home from here to here, so... That's, that's scary. I, I wasn't aware of the Ohio thing. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me, let, me, uh, let me post this for you real quick. Um, it, it happened pretty recently, and uh, luckily they stopped him. Um, here we go. So, I mean, like, to me, like, yeah, I mean, like, I'd love to, like, sort of say, like, all right, they're going to fucking just whatever. Um, uh, you know, it, there, it's just it's just big posturing bullshit. But, like, then you have these individuals who they're like, oh, well, I really got to prove myself. And they shoot up a fucking, like, they shoot up these unarmed citizens, which is just, uh, it's just so disturbing to me. So, like, yeah, these... it definitely is. And, and you know, uh, especially if, you know that you, know, you, you just because of the you know the way you look, you, know, you could be walking around minding your own business, and someone you've never seen before, you know, will, will just will just kill you just like well, that. I mean, you know, um, yeah, it, it's pretty shocking. Or or kill your family members, you know, kill your mom or kill your your sister yeah. or your dad. You know, it's I, I, it's not just. I mean, I'm sure you heard of um, uh, Holly Grigsby. Um, Who's and, that? Uh, jo- Holly Grigsby and Joey Pedersen. I haven't. Um, uh, back, uh, I think it was at the end of 2011, they they went ahead and, and shot uh, a, a Jewish person and uh, uh, and and a, and a black guy, you know, here in the kind of northwest area. I, I don't know if they were with Harold or not, but um, they were definitely kind of in the in the in the movement. Um, and and it's it's pretty shocking. It, it, I feel like it, it's kind of escalating. It's happening more and more. Um, and just this year in 2013, in January, um, I, I'm not sure where this happened, but these four teenagers, four white teenagers, they 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 um, invited these two young black guys and they they killed them, you know. And it's, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's escalating a bit more. Where did um, that happen? I, I didn't even, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't remember the names, but it it did definitely happen. The the teenagers were really young. I think. Both the both the girls were eighteen. One guy was nineteen, and the other guy was like twenty four. Um, and and then the two black guys who were killed were both twenty two. So uh, yeah, but anyway, I mean, I feel like it's been you know more and more are happening. I mean, with Wade Page, you know, six people were killed. You know, he just kind of went in there and just started slaughtering people. You know, and, and he, he, I'm pretty sure he never met any one of them before in his oh. life. He just kind of went in and started shooting them. You know, and that, that's really shocking. Like, I mean. Because uh, you, you feel like, am I really safe anywhere I go? I mean, you know, it's it's really it's really really scary, and um, yeah, I mean that's that's all I can say. It's really scary, and 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 the bad part is, you know, it, it's like you can catch the criminal after he does the act, but it's really hard to catch a criminal before he does the act. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, and, the, and then, like, the damage is done already, you know? Right. I mean, and then it's like, you know, the, the, there is no no retreat to, you know, catching him after that because, you know, you're, you're either you're dead or your loved one is dead. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's really a shame that stuff like that is happening. Um, and I, 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 what I'm really scared of, and, and actually I told uh, Corina about this, and she agreed, was that, um, you know, I, I feel like as uh, time goes on and as, we, you know, we kind of, um, you know, become even more, uh, as the, the, um, we become even more non-white as a nation, I feel like, um, you know, the, the, the white nationalist leaders are going to uh, uh, kind of uh, con- even uh, uh, you know, step up their cries of, oh, white genocide, you know, oh, the, yeah, exactly. and all, all those different things. And then that's going to lead to more of these kind of lone wolf attacks, you know, just young uh, people in the movement who are just frustrated and you feel like this is what I have to do to get something done, you know. Yeah, otherwise, it's like, it's, it's like it's like basically like almost like a gang member, uh, like in say South Central or something. It's it's like I have to prove myself and like get my rep and to be so be somebody. And this is how they think they're going to be somebody, you know. Um, it, it's a little fucked up and like so. I, I guess what I'm asking you is, what do we do to protect ourselves? Is there anything we can do to protect ourselves from from guys like that, guys and gals like that? Well, I mean, I think the best thing we can do is really, um, uh, you know, do a good job of surveillance of these kind of uh, hate organizations. And by that, I don't just mean, I mean, I would think because we're, uh, you know, a majority white country, it's going to be primarily white nationalist organizations. But, you know, it, it, it also includes the new Black Panther Party, for example. Sure. I think it also includes La Raza and the Brown Beret. I think we need to include those organizations as well. But uh-huh. most time. Uh, but yeah, I think we just need to do more surveillance. We need to try to get. I think the, the the you know the FBI needs to try to infiltrate these organizations and and find out what they're trying to do because you know sometimes they have a lot of times they have these front you know websites in which they say hey we're we're official we don't do anything illegal um, yeah and yet at, on the other hand they, they they say something else behind closed doors like, I mean going back to Commander McBride. Um, you know, it, it, when you when you ask him directly in person, um, or you go to the website, he has a disclaimer saying that, uh, you know, we don't do anything legal. And yet, you know, when I when I saw him on Twitter, that that's not exactly because he, he was kind of boasting about direct action, and it didn't seem like direct action. Like when I talk, when we asked him directly, he said that direct action was just you know giving out leaflets. But when I saw him on yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah. That that he, was, me, that that he said that to me last week too, and so and then he made that bullet comment, and so yeah. Um, but I feel like he meant more than just giving out leaflets when he said direct action, and that's what that's what kind of scares me a bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you do you, do you recommend do you recommend for this show that I hide my proxy? I I I, I do hide it as much as I can. I mean, what do you, what do you, what's your opinion on that? I feel you should. I mean, just to be on the safe side. I mean, you're dealing with some nasty people. So it's always, you know, better to be on the safe side. What's a good program for that? Uh, well, I mean, I, I pretty much just use, like, web proxies. Um, I, I don't really, I mean, I'm not really sophisticated. I, like for, I, I, I just go on Google and I type in, you know, anonymous proxy, and you have, okay. like, four or five different types, um, and I just use one of those. I mean, it's not, I mean, I wouldn't say it's 100% secure, but it's better than, you know, not using a proxy at all. So um, Because, like, I mean, like, my, it's it's hard to find out. It's hard to find me as it is right now, but I'm just sort of taking that extra step. 
Um, yeah, I think you should. And, and if you're really uh, worried about it, you know, there's even other systems that are more secure where you kind of pay some money every year, and, and, and that's more secure than using the, the free proxy. But I've just been using the free web proxy. So. Right. Um, sorry here. I'm um, just sort of testing out the chat because it's slowing up on me as usual. Wouldn't be the hate project without the chat fucking up. Um, what was I going to ask you, Paul? Oh, so Paul, Patrick... I know. I mean, I, I know that uh, you are associated with the site Nimbusters. Is that true? Um, no, not really. I'm actually. Um, I, I've been kind of heckling Harold, and I've been um, uh, uh, doing that a lot longer. You know, a lot before I even went to Nimbusters. Um, I'm, I've, I've actually only started posting at Nimbusters uh, for for a couple of weeks. I only started posting like two weeks ago. Um, no, so I'm not. I'm not from Nimbusters. I think someone said that I was. Casey or Kennewick man, I, you know, I'm definitely not Kennewick man. I'm definitely not Casey. And I think even if you contact Kennewick man, um, you you know, you can uh, he will confirm that I'm he's that I'm not Kennewick man. So I guess like what's what's because um, I've I I don't know much about the Nimbuster still. I've but I have seen the website, um, and it seems like it's a lot of people like while they're speaking out against a lot of the nationalist movements, they are, they themselves are all racist. I just see a lot of racist language. I haven't read a lot of it, but like I saw like a lot of the headings. Like, well, what, what do you, you know, make of it? I don't think they're hardcore racist. I think, you know, Nimbusters is just a site where you can see all the really kind of crazy, inappropriate stuff that you want without any consequences. Like mm-hmm. people say, you know, people say stuff like, "Hey, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to castrate you," or some 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 stuff like that, which you know, if you set out in public. You might, you know, it, it, it looks really bad, but in Nimbusters, you know, anything goes. You, you know, you use all these racist slurs, but I don't, I don't really think they're that racist. They're more kind of just joking around. It seems, you know, it seems to me. But, but, but it, and then, like, I, I get that, but like, couldn't, couldn't that side attract people like Wade Page and these other neo Nazis who want to take direct action, as you say? I, I think so. I, I, mean, I mean, but really, any side can attract them. I, for example, Wade Page was a member of, of Stormfront. Um, and you know uh, he, he used to post stuff there about um, uh, taking action and doing something. Um, and you know there, there's plenty of sites where you can post that. So it's really hard to kind of um, you know say that. You know, and then there's plenty of people who don't who don't you know who won't even post and they'll just go and kill. So it's you know it's kind of hard to pinpoint you know which sites are the bad sites and which ones are the good ones. Okay, so so but like you you say, Patrick, that Nimbusters is a joke site. Yeah, I, I don't think it's I, I don't think they're they're serious about what they're. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah I don't think they're hardcore um, like Wade Page. Okay. Um. Interesting. Cool. Uh. Um. So I want to address something. Uh. Just I just need to take a pause in this conversation because I'm enjoying it. Um, people have been accusing this show of being a closet Nazi show, or they've been, they've been accusing this show of being some sort of fed show, and it's neither of those things. Um, Patrick, did you get the response I, I sent back to you? Um, did you send that today? I sent it, I sent it last week after, after you sent me your notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You just said, you know, thank you for, for sending that email, and I appreciate, I appreciate you sending in your comments. Right. Yeah, well, I, I wrote up this whole thing about what the show was aiming to be. I mean, people have been sort of implying that this oh, right, is gonna, right. 
Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember that. And, and you know, I, I, I think people are just uh, really trolling and, they, you know, they, they're trying to get a rise out of you. You know, I, I think you're, you're, you're fulfilling the, the purpose of your show because, you know, you, you have to be, you're trying to be more open to people of all groups. And, and so, of course, you know, some extremists might come in and say their views. That doesn't mean that you support them. And, in fact, you, you've said several times that you don't support them. So, you know, I don't think you need to worry about the, the people who are trying to, you know, they, 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 to get a rise out of you. So, yeah, it's it's um, and I'm not I'm and you know I wasn't even like fishing for anything when I was mentioning that it's sort it's sort of like what this show is it's meant to be and the reason I kept it anonymous was that like it's meant to be a genuine exploration. So, for instance, the person who feels like you know other races are putting them down and they need to take direct action, quote unquote, like it could be like, well, why do you feel that way? And kind of get to the source of like what's what was step one for that person to to go from there to here, you know, because like, I mean, and I, I, because like, I don't want to see that shit happen anymore. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to, you know, I'm just kind of tired of it, but it's also like to kind of take like the uh, left wing liberal view of like, well, I'm just going to have a sewing circle and say that racism is wrong. Well, you're not going to convince anybody. You're just preaching to the choir at that point. And it's like, well, what else, like, what else can we do? I guess. And, um, that that's sort of that's what I'm going for, and uh, I I don't know if anyone's even like paying attention right now, but it's fine. Sorry guys, if I'm writing tests or putting in like my email, I'm just trying to reactivate the chat here. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it, it's weird because I did let some people get to me, and you guys probably know, you regular listeners know who I'm talking about, um, and that was my fault for letting them get to me. Big deal. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just one show. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it is what it is. Um, all right. Well. Cool, man. Uh, let me see. Uh, Bungalow Bill, Ewing, Louise, guess two, three, five, six, and eight. If you were still listening, uh, you were free to call in. Um, again, uh, guess number five was expressing that. Oh, you know, if if I call in, they're gonna see who I am. All that jazz. Um, I will not see who you are. Um, uh, nobody's really going to see who you are, man. Um, it's just, uh, we'll see like your state at the most and, uh, that's it. So call in guys. If anyone has anything to say or dispute what Paul Patrick, AKA Patrick Paul has been talking about or, you know, anything at all, uh, just feel free to give us a ring here. Uh, if you want to talk, uh, my chat is again, oh, this is why I did not want to do this chat thing again, because it drives me with the fucking wall. Um, so yeah, if, if you have anything to say, please feel free to say it. Oh, it looks like guest five seems to have a, a special animosity towards me. I would be, I would be interested to talk to him and, and see what, why he dislikes me so much. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. He's he's kind of been nasty to everybody all night, um, and it, it kind of seems like a lot of the other chatters. Well, guest number two especially has been like one of the, a voice of reason. Um, well, you know, um, going back to the Kenwick man, because um, I remember I think even three weeks ago when I called in, you asked me, "Are you the Kenwick man?" Do you, yeah, do you remember? Yes. Um, you know. I, I, I'm not sure why uh, they, they think I'm the Kennewitz man. Because um, uh, he does I, accents, too. 
Oh, he does accents as well. Well, this is my natural accent. This isn't oh, yeah. me putting. I'm actually really bad at 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 putting on an accent. I think um, did you know? I I tried putting on a a French accent when I uh, when I was in uh, the pastor uh, Martin Lindset show, and it was pretty bad. And I tried um, I tried uh, imitating Harold Covington, and you know again I I failed miserably. So, um, but 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 I mean going back to the whole. Uh, uh, the fear. Uh, I, I think, as, as someone who, I mean, if you don't mind me asking you, a uh, hate project. Are you, are you, are you white? Oh, uh, do I want to answer that? Even, I don't know. I mean, because from the way you speak, it seems like you are. Um, though, I mean, that's not uh, a surefire indicator. But, uh, but anyway, I mean, you don't need to answer that. But, but. I guess the reason why I mentioned that is, you know, if if you are, it's even though I, I know you do sympathize, it's really hard to to feel that raw fear that I feel every day. I, I, and I know people may think I'm exaggerating, but you know, every time sure. I step outside the house, I, I do feel this raw fear. Um, you know, especially after that incident with me and my mom, and then I read all of Harold's books, and then I, you know, I read a great page and all these other people. I, I really do feel like. You know, I feel like I'm taking um, a gamble with my life every time I step out, every day that I step outside my house. Because can I, can I share can I share a story with you? Um, Go ahead. I uh, so I, I'm I'm uh, the reason I'm being very evasive, Patrick, is that like I, I've been I've been joining in the spirit of um, keeping the show anonymous. You know what I mean? Okay. And so um, and so, but I have you know I I'm not Irish looking. I'll put it that way. I'm not a pale dude, right? Okay. So, okay. Um, in fact, like, you know, my skin's darker than what we would consider mainstream normal. Um, so there was a, you know, I was, in, I was in Texas. I went to college in Texas. That's where I grew up. And uh, I was waiting for the bus to take me to campus, right? Okay. And so um, there, was, there was this, uh, I, was, I was sitting at the bus stop across from an apartment building. And so this freaked me out. Like, I see the window from the apartment building across the street open up. I see sort of like, I don't see their faces, but I see two white bodies, two white guy bodies. Like I, I can see that their hands are white and their necks are white, right? And they're kind of dressed like frat boys. They have like their, you know, like their polo shirt buttoned down, like kind of like privileged looking frat boys. Okay. And uh, all I, I and, and again, I don't see their face. It's a sunny day out. I don't see their face. I just see their bodies, I see their hands in their necks, and their apartment is black. There's no lighting in the apartment, right? And so I, I hear them go, Woo! Woo! Hey, man, what's going on? Woo! And I just sort of meekly wave back. And then uh, they're like, Spick! Spick, you fucking spick! Spick! Not like in a joking way. I mean, in the way that you claim that the Nimbusters are like. It was sort of like, oh, fuck. This is like about to set off, man. Right. And like, and so like, I literally was late that day to my classes because I had to go walk to another bus stop. I was like, "Holy shit!" So I know exactly what you're talking about. I do know what uh, you're saying. Right. I would be scared too if I was in your position. I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's like basically like I was very naive. Like I never thought of like you know, well, like dude, like call the police and give the address of this apartment building. Maybe I just didn't think about that at the time. And I, you know, it was a long time ago. We didn't have cell phones and stuff like that. So, um, um, 
So I do know what that's like. I mean, I have my reasons for starting this show. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, like, I get a little worried about, like, I always, like, wanted to share more about myself on the show, but, like, I get a little worried about it. Um, and then, you know, it's it's sort of like that balance of, like, sort of uh, um, sharing too much or, you know, making it about me more so than about other people because I don't want it to be about me, really. Right, but, really, but I understand why you, you would like to like to uh, you know keep your personal details confidential, especially after what happened. You know, it's because you know, you you're, you're really putting yourself out there with this whole uh, with the, with the show, and I think people you know there are some crazy people out there who will, will try to spend the time to find out who you are, where you are, and you know they might even try to do something. So I, I, it's good for you to take as many uh, uh, you know precautions as you can. Yeah. Guess number 13 just typed in two periods and then one period and then left the chat. Is that some sort of code for something here? What does that even mean? Do you think that's some code for something there, Paul? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. It seems really crazy. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I have a choice in life. You know, I can either, and, 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 you know, I think this is true for you too, irrespective of how you look, you know, I can I can either live my life in fear and you know, go out every day and, and, and fear that someone's going to shoot me because of the way I look, or I can you know take precautions, but but in the end, you know, not uh, not let fear rule you know over, you know rule over oh, me. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it, it, the, the problem is that these, these people are going to be there. You know, they're not going to go away. And in fact, the, the, these kind of people are going to increase. You know, as time goes by. And I, I don't know. I mean. And for, I, I, it, it is scary. It's not a pleasant thought. And whenever I think about it, I get really upset. But I, I just, I just tell myself, don't think about it. You know that like life is too short to waste your waste your time. You know, thinking about these kind of people. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I really wish they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm reading this here. Guest number five is saying, "Go code. It's time." Two words: conceal carry. Guest number five is that meant to be a threat? So, yeah, concealed carry. That's uh, that's I and mean, that's pretty much referring to a gun. But okay, all right. This fucker's banned, and I'm going to take a screenshot of this for my records. Way to go, dum dum. Right. Yeah. This is why you you should yeah you should definitely not give your real name, and you should use a, a proxy. You know, because of people like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I know, I know the, the number one question that you asked me was, what can we do about this? See, it, it, they really hide behind the First Amendment. You know, they, they say, hey, we can write, we can write uh, fictional books about violence and about, uh, you know, saying, hey, we should do something about this race because we're just going to say it's fictional. And we're going to say, right. you know, it's my First Amendment, it's my freedom of speech. Um, but, you know, there is a negative impact to that. You know, it's like... Uh, for example, you know, in the white nationalist movement, there's this immense hatred towards uh, Jews. And um, I, I don't know, do you know James Lasky? James who? I'm sorry. Uh, James Lasky. I don't. Um, so back in 2006, in the end of 2006, um, James Lasky, he, he lived in Portland. He, he started throwing um, stones at, at Jews in, in the synagogues in, in Portland, Oregon. And he actually... Um, you know, he actually caught some pretty serious uh, um, uh, skull fractures because of that. 
on several different uh, uh, Jews going to the synagogues, and uh, he ended up going to prison um, for uh, six or seven years. And um, he he released this kind of um, what he called the, the white man's manifesto. And Harold Covington published that in his in his blog. And uh, you know it's just about um, uh, and then his manifesto was really scary. You know the manifesto essentially talked about pretty much what Harold is starting to do now, which is creating these small cells. And and I'll just go ahead and call them terror cells in these different cities. And then, you know, uh, these terror cells are going to act like terrorists, going and bombing buildings up, shooting people, shooting, you know, minorities, shooting race mixers, and then that leading to uh, a, a, what they call a race war. Um, so, and, and you have to remember, this is what they want. They don't want a peaceful status quo. They want a war because they feel like that's the only way that, right. you know, they can get their homeland, they can get what they want. So they hate the fact that there is no fighting going on right now. They want it, and they'll do anything for it. I mean, I'm sure you remember uh, Timothy McRae. He was he was following um, uh, the Turner Diaries. Um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you have read the Turner Diaries, but I have. I haven't. Uh, you know, in Turner Diaries, essentially, it talks about exactly what you know Harold Covington is doing, where you start these kind of terrorist activities that leads to a war, which essentially leads to this you know white homeland. Uh, and Timothy McRae was inspired by that, and that's why he tried to bomb uh, the federal building and. Um, Right. And I think he did bomb and killed a lot of people. But you know, somebody laugh in the background. I just heard a laugh. Oh no, sorry, that was just my. I, oh. I think I was I was like a half hiccup back there. But um, yeah. Okay, so guest fifteen is saying carry a gun. Okay. Um, okay so he's, he's putting the, the responsibility on us. So he's saying that it's, it's in, inevitable. That there will be violence because we're not respecting white separatism. So whose fault is it? There's a worse than none. White ones respect white separatism and white power. I think it's kind of the other way around. Guess number fifteen. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start wrapping up the show pretty soon. So um, if any of you want to call in, speak your piece. Whether you agree with us or disagree with us, please call in uh, as soon as you can. Um, and they're using crime statistics again. This is ridiculous. All right, so well, I... Well, why don't uh, you guess call in? Yeah, this is, I mean... Yeah. Again, I'm not going to know your number. The only thing, if you call on your phone, it just lists the state that you're uh, that you're uh, in, and that's it. And, uh, and uh, it, that's it. I don't know why you don't call in. And uh, I don't know. Okay, so, like, guess number 15, you're saying it's not a, it's not a threat. That's what you're saying. Come on. What does that fucking mean? Thank you, guest number 16. I agree with you on that. Wait, okay. what happened? Sorry, I'm just sort of, I'm just sort of reading the chat here. Um, uh, I'm, I'm asking guest number 15, what does that mean if it's not a threat, concealed carry? I mean, come on. Like, what is that? So well, he, was, he was telling us to have concealed carry so that we don't, we're more prepared for people like you know, read page. I, I, that's what he's trying to say. Um, so we should, we should carry. We should carry guns around. Okay. Okay. Uh, guest number fifteen. Are you? Were you guest number five? Before. I'm pretty sure he was. I mean, it, it's so easy. You just go out and you come back in, and you, you know, you just you just come back in as a different guest. 
Um, I know because no. I would do it all the time. I would go to these different white nationalist shows, and they wouldn't like it when I when I when I became all anti-racist. So they would block me, and I would just go out and come back as a different guest. Right. In, you know, in like a couple of seconds. So it looks like he was. He's saying, "Yeah, like uh, wow, you were hilarious." Not funny at all. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, Patrick Paul. Um, you're, okay, so guess number 15 is writing. You're anti-white. You don't go out there nigger race. I'm not anti-white at all, dude. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've let like pro-white people speak on here, and I've given them, I've, I've allowed their, their voice to be heard. So that's some... Uh, right, and I, you know, it's obvious that guess 15, guess 5... It's trying to get a rise out of you, because yeah. um, I mean, I you, you do let them speak, and and even you know, when I mentioned um, these 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 kind of uh, lone wolf attacks, I specifically said that it's not uh, exclusive to just white nationalist group. It includes you oh. know new Black Panthers and La Raza and you know Brown Beret. So yeah, guess your team is just being unreasonable. Yeah, well, um, I um, I'm going to. I mean, I'm going to start maybe trying to reach out to them too. So. Um. Yeah, I think you should. I think there's a guy called Malik Shabazz for, you know, uh, the New Black Panthers, and he he, uh, he has a YouTube video where he said he wants to kill white babies. So I think if you can get yeah. him on the show, that would be... I'll do my best, man. Um, well, uh, this show is going to be interesting uh, going forth, I think. Uh, again, guys, next week we have uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins, uh, the anti-racist activist from the One People's Project, um, and again, guess, you know, all of you naysayers, like I've given the, uh, I've allowed the racist view to, to be heard. And so now we get a, we, we have Patrick Paul here and, um, we're also going to be talking to Daryl Lamont Jenkins. So we're going to be getting that perspective, but you guys are welcome to listen in. And, uh, also I'll have an interview with Daryl and, uh, but then at some point I'll ask him if he wants to take some phone calls. He probably will want to. Um, and I know he's been on talk show and he's been on a bunch of different shows. Um, so, uh, feel free to listen to that show and call in whenever we start taking phone calls. Uh, guest number 16, you were saying, don't talk to dumbass Malik Shabazz. Can I ask why? Is it, uh, any... I just want to let him answer that question. Um, yeah, I guess we're, yeah, dude, call in next time. It's fine. Oddly enough, like uh, you, know, you may not, you may not want to hear that this uh, Paul, but like it's a uh, it's a uh, uh, it 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 does drive up my talk show stats when people fuck with me and kind of call back in and jump back in and out. Um, so you might be doing that to the people you're trolling, but you're actually doing it very creatively. But these guys who think they're like getting me, it's like it's like they are uh, they're actually they're driving you. up. Yeah, driving my, yeah. I make my show more popular. Um, so guess number fifteen. Oh, well, guess number sixteen. Thank you. I'm gonna look into it. It might be interesting to like have him on. And if you want, if if you do want to listen to that particular show, you should listen and uh, you know challenge them. And uh, yeah, that's it. Well, and I'm gonna go ahead and start wrapping the show up now. So, uh, Paul, you have any last words? Um, no, uh, I mean, well, thank you for giving me this platform, and, uh, you know, uh, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you for calling in. I, I really enjoyed our, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation tonight. Um, it was very, very informative, and, 
Very good. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, you're welcome to call in and chime in any time. All right. Sounds good. Have you a great time. All right. You too, sir. Bye. Okay, guys. That is another installment of The Hate Project. Uh, another genuine exploration of hate, and we kind of got it from a different side. So, uh, guest number 16, we've had white separatists on here, so I'm trying to get some black separatists on here because I am fair. Um, anyways, but um, it, it's not meant to give anyone a forum. It, it's meant to more hear what the sources of their hatred is or the sources of their viewpoints. This is meant to be a show that explores kind of different viewpoints, including those unpleasant ones. Um, that's all. So feel free to follow the show. Uh, you can click on, on your little like uh, root talk show chat room here. You can click on like the name of the show, The Hate Project, and follow it if you like. Uh, we'd love to have you. And if in future episodes, if you want to call in, please uh, please call in. And uh, you, guess number 16, you were saying, I was just saying it is really easy to find white racists. You are right about that, sir. Oh, boy. They came out for this fucking show. All right, kids. Good night. We are ending the call tonight. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paradox of Civility. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Civil Podcast. Um, we have a Facebook page as well. We have that YouTube page that I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that this podcast is available, you can uh, leave a review, comment, leave a bad review even. I would love that. Any feedback that you want to give me, you can always comment on any of these platforms or email me directly at paradoxofcivility at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week, month, year, whenever you're listening to this. Goodbye.